Today on Arcade Fire Sings the Alphabet, Burning Bridges, Breaking Hearts. Welcome to this week's episode of Arcade Fire Sings the Alphabet. My name's Owen, and with me always is Alex Panday. This week, we are going to be talking about Burning Bridges, Breaking Hearts. The song, not the action. <laughs> we are recording live from, actually not live, from CITR Radio, UBC, Vancouver. What do you got to say? Columbia. About, about CITR? About this week. About this week? You feeling good? Oh I'm, fe- oh, I'm feeling great. You're feeling good. Okay, just came off of uh, the Easter long weekend. Uh... It's almost, we're almost done our, uh, school's almost done for us. This is our last week of class this week, and then it's into exams, and then the great unknown. Maybe, uh, we'll, maybe we'll have more free time. Maybe we'll, like, put more effort in, you know, to the podcast. Maybe <laughs> we'll get some really in-depth. Yeah, maybe in- instead of Afterlife being an hour and whatever, it's going to be three hours and whatever. Yeah, we'll be calling producers, getting real scoops <laughs> on, the, on all the songs, yeah. and... And we're gonna, uh, and then eventually after exams, we're gonna we're gonna get into the month of May. Maybe we'll make a record in the month of May. Maybe when the violent winds blow the fire away. But that's not what we're talking about today. That's what we're talking about on the month of May episode. Today we're talking about burning bridges, breaking hearts. What do you have to say about that, Owen? So I'll come at you with some uh, facts about the song. It. Is, well, first off, though, actually, I I have to admit this is a a mission of guilt. The, the, the version we're talking about today is not an official release. So this is going right back to the Christmas episode we were mm. talking about. Also not an official release in my mind. Uh, Alex can argue his difference. But this one, there's actually two versions of this song. So there's Burning Bridges, Breaking Hearts, and that's the one we're going to be talking about today. And that's a live recording. that was ba- It's basically a bootleg, right, that's been released online and everyone kind of listens to it. And that has uh, lyrics to it. And then there's the other version, which is the instrumental version. And that version has been released officially. Uh, it was released online as an MP3, free for download, as part of the promotion for Mirror Noir. And so that one is the official release. But when we talked about it and we decided, should we talk about the one with the lyrics mm-hmm. that's more accessible? Or do we just talk about the straight instrumental that's actually an official release? And we decided the bootleg it is. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, the live version that we're talking about, it's four minutes and 39 seconds long as compared to the instrumental, which is, I don't have it written down, but I think it's about five minutes. So it's well, a little bit longer. I feel like we are talking about the official release in the sense that, say, when we get to In the Backseat, which I know very definitively has, there are online versions of it before, like, like uh cuts before the final cut of uh, like previous takes of in the backseat and so when we talk about the final version and the official release we might talk about previous iterations and that's what we're doing here the final release is the instrumental and the previous iterations had the lyrics yeah so yeah yeah i'm gonna sleep well tonight <laughs> yeah yeah all the calls we're gonna be getting about how we didn't review the instrumental fully is a uh, mm-hmm. another thing but so, yeah, so the instrumental was released as promotion for Mirror Noir, which means it was released in about mid-December 2008. So that's about a year and a half after Neon Bible came out. But this song, the, with the lyrics, uh, was actually played as part of the funeral tour. So it was played 11 times, and the most recent one was February 1st, 2005, so the funeral mm-hmm. tour. And two out of the 11 shows were right here in Vancouver. Oh, dang. One was at the Commodore, and one was at Mesa Luna. I don't know Mesa Luna. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know the Commodore. 
mm-hmm. we're going to be seeing uh, Always at the Commodore this week. Yeah. Uh, another nice, popular Canadian band with the youths. <laughs> with the youths. Um, but even like the Commodore, for reference, it's like a, that's a thousand person venue. Um, and this is on funeral tour, right? Yeah. So they're pretty, well, not not huge time then. But I mean, this was like, a, I guess this is our first song with funeral, eh? But it's, yeah. it's an outtake, though. But it still is funeral. Like, the we're going to get to Crown of Love in a couple of weeks. But, yeah, it's our first funeral song. Um, we'll do a more of a funeral kind of yeah. introduction when we talk about Crown of Love. Though. But I know, like, I know that uh, they were, um, like, they were big, but they weren't huge yet. But at, even, like, before Funeral came out, they were already on Merge Records, which is, like, one of the bigger, especially at that time, one of the bigger independent labels i know a lot of people say that um when pitchfork gave them the 9.7 or whatever it was that really blew them up and maybe it did but even like even when funeral came out they were still like starting to be pretty established and i mean the commodore is not a bad venue the commodore is like the nicest small venue like when sting came here two years ago he played the commodore um like it, it's uh, the sting is the uh, you know equivalent of, <laughs> but I mean like it it is the nicest small venue in Vancouver and one of my favorites that it would have been phenomenal small stage though they would have filled the entire thing oh yeah with all of them on stage yeah. playing the different instruments I don't even know uh, what was your other one called uh, Meza Luna Meza Luna all right give us some more basic facts okay then. so actually while researching the song and the origins of the song I had to go pretty deep because there's they don't talk about this song a lot partly because it's not an official release. But what I came upon was this message board from 2004. So let me set the stage. Pre-Facebook, people communicating online through a medium that's foreign to us now. This is me- this message board, basically, right? And uh, so they're talking, and like these people are all like Canadians, right? Because like, these, are, these are true Arcade Fire fans, right? These are people who within, like, a month of funeral are, like, diehard fans and started the message board. So, well, I mean, kind of like what we're doing now, but 10 years ago or however many yeah. years ago. Yeah, so, and on this, they're, they're talking about this song. They're talking about burning bridges and breaking hearts. And little do they know, they're talking about it as if it's going to be the next big single for the next album, right? They're, they're loving it. They're like, oh, this is so great. We hear it at all the, all the live shows. Mm. I mean, little do they know, it's never going to really get the light of day. Uh. But, um, yeah, they're talking about it, and they, they said that each time when, like, they played it live, Wynn has said, first he said, yeah, this is my, this is a, this is a tribute, or this is a, this is a Joe Strummer song. Mm. And, and they were like, oh, is it a cover? It's not a cover. And then, like, at a different show, they said, this is a Neil Young song. And I'm like, wait mm. a second. I thought they said it was a Joe Strummer song. Uh, old Neil Young. And then in the next show, or a different show, they said, oh, this is a Leonard Cohen song. And just kind of goes to show that, like, when originally was they weren't taking this song as their own they were kind of just talking about their influences of this song and how those kind of came into it and i thought that's pretty interesting yeah i mean uh so i i both owen and myself both study uh commerce and i minor in creative writing and i know a, a big thing that one of my uh poetry professors who maybe she's listening sharita if you're listening thanks uh she said that in the beginning when you're starting off it's good to emulate your influences because by doing so you kind of create your own voice like you're kind of a conglomerate of your influences and from that you hash out your own voice and i don't know you see a lot of bands that um that like the earlier stuff like it's it sounds a lot like people they're clearly influenced by but then they find out 
their own voice. So yeah, I mean, I definitely, I can see why he's saying that. Mm-hmm. So I'm ready to get into the lyrics if you are. Um, yeah, before the, I was going to say, when you said the, the unofficial compilation, that's how I got into it. I downloaded, like, someone made the B-side and rarity unofficial compilation I downloaded a while ago. Um, before the, before the lyrics, I want to say musically, I really like, I really like the, the slam and every line, like the boom, burning bridges, boom, breaking hearts. And I just imagine seeing them on stage, all of them just like violently hitting their instruments. Yeah. Like, uh. At, uh, at the Junos, when Regine was playing the piano, and it has the and everything now, like the turn the speakers up till they break, boom. She just kind of like, I think she hit her head on the piano accidentally. because She kind of just like flew down and slammed the piano with her like elbows and everything on the keys. And I just like, the same way when like well, Will breaks his drum, I see on this song every time they just hit it. And I think that, that maybe is why they never released it as a single. Um, well, I think I have lyrical reasons for that as well, but I think maybe like it's such an energetic live song that maybe they couldn't capture it at that point. In the studio, that yeah. makes sense. Because especially at that point, they were so inexperienced with, with recording. Yeah. Um, I mean, because it was what, like the EP and album. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, this is really, it's an outtake from Funeral because it has that, initial funeral themes of growing up but i mean i think um before even i like it i don't think it has a place on the album um but they want to get into the lyrics i know i just thought like talking oh. about the the music, music? musically yeah. is it is really it's a jeremy gara song mm-hmm. jeremy gara song in that like it's it's uh, there's so much drum in it so much heavy drum mm-hmm. kind of like compared to their other songs it's like he, he, I bet you he's sad. It's not like uh, not not played more because like he's like oh this is this is my jam as he slams on or the happy like oh I don't have to do that one anymore that was exhausting yeah um yeah I mean there's not a lot of songs where the drums are the lead instrument I mean the only real example that like the the national almost most of their songs or their faster songs the drums are the lead instrument everything else is atmosphere kind of like this one where yeah like Jeremy Gar is leading the way and then everything else just kind of creates the atmosphere yeah okay so i'll get into the Go first for it. burning bridges breaking hearts everything they taught us to do burning bridges <laughs> breaking hearts no home to come home to burning bridges breaking hearts i won't look you in the eye burning bridges breaking hearts caught you in a friendship lie so that's a that's a awful <laughs> lyric friendship lie I like it. It's it's uh that yeah. took a visit to your old house. The windows were all boarded up. Try to hold the memory of the ocean in a paper cup. There is no future in this town. They barricade the buildings there. To the line you've been cast, only bones are going to last. So right away from this song, I think it's actually a little bit different in a shift in theme. Almost all the songs we've been talking about so far, lots of Neon Bible specifically, it's been the guy and the girl, and the girl's one wants to be free, and the guy just wants to be whatever. But this one is kind of like this guy, he's breaking hearts. He's, he's, a, he's a little bit of a player, <laughs> the male speaker in this. He's, he, that's why he's, like, he's burning bridges with like, his friends and people around him, and he's breaking hearts. And he set up this facade of a friendship, but it's all a lie. Um, yeah? So... I think this isn't the speaker. This is, I think this is 
an earlier iteration of Laika. I think this is the older brother that they're talking to, especially with everything you taught us to do. Like, they're burning, they burnt bridges and broke hearts, and now they have no home to come home to. And, like, now the singer won't look them in the eye. Uh, and... Yeah, like this, uh, the early version of Neighborhood Number Two, the, the, the older brother who went Alexander, away. Alexander, yeah, my older brother. Which we'll get to. Uh, uh, I mean, I make the joke now and make it again in a year. It's my my number one like songs with my name in it uh, that I'll enjoy. <laughs> that and uh, people don't change blues by the Growlers, which I'll I'll elaborate in a year. Um, yeah, the older brother who went away and rebelled against the neighborhood and. Like, they see why he left, and they understand that he wanted to rebel, but at the same time, you know, like, he was their brother, and, like, there was that sense of he left them behind, and they're still upset even more in this song than in Laika. And, but this one also has Laika coming back to the neighborhood, but nothing is the same. It's, like, kind of the themes of that suburban war, I don't like the I don't think the windows are actually boarded up like the houses are empty but it's more like they encapsulate all the memories of what he was running from. And then we get the the to the lions you've been cast which is that you know the Romans and the sort of the the religious the Daniel and the lions den when they send the person to death by tossing them into the lion den. And I think that that's like at this point they go back but the windows are boarded up and their parents have like disowned them or dis disowned disowned the older brother um because he went away and so they like yeah the the they barricade the buildings and like he's not welcome back and he's tossed out into the into the wild yeah i like it the older brother is a is the rebel without the cause mm-hmm. yeah, exactly exactly that's like we're not at the stage yet in like it's not till neon bible when these characters are i think the characters start to really rebel this is still they're still like children in funeral i mean that's one thing this is the first funeral song where we get into it's all the themes are like of love or relationships or death it's all like from a much more child and youth perspective than than anything else they're not reflecting anymore they're just experiencing for the first time just as we're experiencing this album for the first time mm-hmm. And I just want to say right up is uh, couldn't be an arcade fire song without an ocean slash water yeah. metaphor. <laughs> Anyone who's playing uh, arcade fire lyric bingo, that's a right <laughs> yeah. Um, this one I really like though because it's the, to hold the memory of your ocean in a paper cut cup. I think that one is the definition of settling down and working an office job. Like the ocean is this freedom, but the office job is that stupid paper flimsy cup when you go to the the old water station, the little water, water jug, cooler. water cooler, and having conversation with Joe and Bob about their weekends, that's like the that's the paper cup that holds the mm. ocean. And like you see that water, and you want to be free, but here uh, you are, here you are by the water cooler with your buds. Like, yeah, the water that used to be your freedom is now just in the cup, and yeah. there's no future in a town. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and then we get to the. There's a city underground. There's a city made of glass. There's a city underground. There's a city. Sorry, there's, I'll start the whole thing again. <laughs> Jesus. There's a city underground. There's a city made of glass. There's a city underground. Hurry, because it's breaking fast. Um, I think this is alluding to, like, if this was instead of Laika, if this would have been, like, neighborhood number two burning bridges or whatever, uh, I think this is alluding to, like, the city underground is the tunnels they built from, you know, our window to yours. 
And the whole thing, when we get to, you know, neighborhood month, when we're going to do all four of them in a row. Um, I'm looking forward to that month. Oh, I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to that A month, month straight of neighborhood. Oh. Same thing when you get to, like, everything now, three in a row. Yeah. Uh, but that's pretty soon. Or not pretty soon, but kind of soon. Um, yeah, I like the tunnels in those kind of, they're the metaphor of, like, they're digging away into this world without the adults and without responsibility, which I think all the neighborhoods kind of follow. And they like, so they're see saying that, you know, we built these tunnels, but, um, or I don't know, like, do you think this is the older brother saying there's a city underground? Or do you think this is the speaker saying there's a city underground? I think it could, my, the reason I'd say it's the older brother is because the hurry, because it's breaking mm-hmm. fast. That, that makes me think, oh, he's giving advice. He's saying. Like, get out quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then you got anything else for this one? Uh, I just like talked about musically right before that is we get a real shift. Mm. So uh, leading up to that, we get Jeremy Gard just ding, be ding, banging ding, the ding, drums, ding, 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 ding. and then there's a real shift, and then the violin comes in, and the little uh, the um, um, I I want to say Glockenspiel, but some sort of a uh, bell. Yeah, is that like the, the twinkling or? Mm-hmm. The, so yeah. I, 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 my note for this is it, it kind of sounds like a twinkling kind of chandelier noise. I'm pretty sure it's probably a xylophone. I'm thinking, or. One of those. One of those or something. But but I also like to imagine that when they're recording this live, obviously, it's they brought up a little chandelier on stage oh, and started shaking it. That's that's a will that's a will thing there. Will yeah. shaking the like on We Don't Deserve Love when that regine has the uh the the like the glass bottles she hits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just a <laughs> chandelier. <laughs> it's like oh yeah, when we bought this church it just kinda came with a chandelier. <laughs> so we bought this chandelier and then they thought you would buy a church. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, so the next lyrics are there is no future in this town. They barricade the buildings there. We're burning bridges and breaking hearts. No home to come home to. We're And then we're burning bridges. And then Regine and the gang in the background goes, and breaking hearts. Then we're burning bridges and breaking hearts. Burning bridges, breaking, breaking hearts, hearts. And then breaking hearts all together. And then it kind of just, uh, from there on, the rest of the song is just a repeat of what we've said so far being we're burning bridges and breaking <coughs> hearts. Everything you taught us to do, we're burning bridges and breaking hearts. No home to come home to. Yeah. I think this is like you were saying earlier, the results of growing up. These are all the relationships you leave behind. And like the Laika, the older brother, burned the bridge between the speaker and broke the heart of, or they burned bridges and as a result broke the heart of the speakers um, because they left them behind. And it's like everything you taught us to do is like, you know, you see what your older siblings are like and what they did and you kind of follow them in some some aspect. And now our characters are going through the journey of the neighborhoods and they're proceeding to burn bridges and break hearts and eventually create a home that they can't return to. Um, got anything else to say? Uh Wynn's voice in this is really reminiscent of the Christmas song, a very arcade yeah. Xmas. It's really got kind of a guttural kind of sound to its like. Oh yeah, it's like the burning bridges. Yeah, like uh, like for me, like it's like oh, that's some early arcade fire with the pre-desperation voice. Pre-desperation voice, Wynn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I have a metric. Yeah, what's your metric? How many cities, comma underground? <laughs> <laughs> See, I had cities made of glass, but oh. cities underground. Co- I like the cities, comma, comma underground. underground. Um, what do you have? I got two out of five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I really like the music, but it's 
I think it's like not just a watered down version of Leica, but it's like an overdone. Like it's watered down because it's overdone. Like this is too explicit um, compared to Leica, which we'll get to is all of like the figurative language and more emotional. Whereas this is just kind of like a little more basic. Yeah, a little more basic. Um, I like the music though. I don't think it'd be on funeral, and I don't. I wouldn't want it on the uh, on the extended track more than brazil yeah uh yeah two out of five yeah i like what i would wouldn't mind seeing is seeing them do it now Mm -hmm. if they could do a studio release now i'd be pretty excited to hear what it sounds like with like fully professionally done because i like i like it pretty i like it pretty well right now but i'd really like to hear what it'd be like Mm -hmm. it has potential but in its current state yeah two out of five yeah well you got anything else for burning bridges owen no i'm just ready to break some hearts yeah, this was a, <laughs> this was another one. I feel like we're going diff- all these like deep cuts. This is the first time, like the longest anyone has ever talked about this song before. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so next week we're coming with a very special episode, one of the most anticipated. Uh, ones one of the episodes we're the most excited for, and an episode that when we started, a lot of people commented and emailed about they're looking forward to. And that is everyone's favorite song, Chemistry, Chemistry. off the album Everything Now. So buckle up and come back next week for Chemistry. Uh, See you then. See you next time. On Arcade Fire Sings the Alphabet.